Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining me. I have with us again today, Todd Tresseter. Thank you so much for joining us again, Todd. Thanks for having me on the show, John. Now, the last time we got together, Todd, you, you gave us some great insights into how we can optimize our website, how we can rank better in Google to get more targeted traffic. And it was fantastic. And I've actually, since the time um, that we talked, I've actually taken a lot of the steps that you mentioned in that previous podcast, in particular, cleaning out my site. I thought that was a great tip, actually, because a lot of people think the more content you have, the better your your chances of getting ranked on Google and and getting out there and getting visitors to your site. So I've actually been cleaning out and consolidating content. I won't talk a lot about that today because our time is limited, but I just want to say thank you for that that interview. And for those that maybe haven't listened to that first interview we did with Todd, highly encourage you to listen to that one as well. And, And in that too, we talk a bit about Todd shares with us a bit about his upbringing and background, which is also great to know too. But let me, anyway, take a step back. I'll introduce Todd to those that don't know Todd. So Todd Tresseter graduated from the University of California at Davis with a BA in economics and a passion for creating successful businesses. A serial entrepreneur since childhood, Todd went on to build his own wealth as a hedge fund investment manager before retiring at age 35. That's a nice retirement age, by the way. He grew his net worth from less than zero at age 23, to the point of financial independence just 12 years later. Todd has maintained his wealth by remaining an active investor and utilizing statistical and mathematical risk management systems for investing. Through his website at financialmentor.com, he teaches advanced investing and advanced retirement planning principles. We didn't have time, Todd, to talk about another great topic that you can give a lot of awesome advice on and that is for those out there that have a service business or or have any business where they want to build up their client base especially for a startup tell us Todd before you give give any advice on that um, tell us a bit about your building your service business yes originally financialmentor.com which is my website financialmentor.com originally that began as a content marketing platform for a coaching business And the unsung secret in coaching is most coaches make little or nothing. And um, through the marketing stuff I'll share with you today, I learned how to fill a coaching practice to where I was sold out at $600 an hour and had a waiting list. And I finally had to shut it down because the demand was so much I couldn't service at all. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Most coaches starve. Most coaches can't attract clients. So, Did you ever have that problem when you first started out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had the same problems as everybody else. I mean, it's, you know, it's a tough business to, you know, it's a tough value proposition to sell coaching because, you know, you're paying for conversations on the phone. And how does that translate into money in your pocket? How do you deliver more value than the customer is paying for? And particularly when you start to get into higher hourly rates, Mm. um, you know, so it's it's not an easy sell. And that's why most coaches starve. And the principles that we'll teach here apply to 
any service business, right? This is not just about coaching. Coaching is the one I did. And so I use that as an example, but it applies to all kinds of stuff, a financial advisor, you know, I'm using all financial stuff because that's my background. That's my profession. Um, but it applies to any service business. It could be a pool, a pool service as an example. Mm. Or in my in my case, internet marketing consultant. So where I help yeah. businesses, yeah. And you know, and I mentioned to this to you, Todd, before we got started, is that I'm very interested in what you have to share because I recently launched a consulting business where I'm co- not just coaching, but actually hands on and and doing work for clients on their business, helping them to get more exposure online, better conversions, and what just just to share with you some of the struggles I'm I've faced. I have faced and I am facing building up this business is that especially when you're first starting out in the, like you said, it, you, you sort of struggle or any business when you're struggling and you, you want to get some cash flow coming in, you fall into the trap of um, not necessarily going for your ideal client, but going for pretty much anyone that will use your services and maybe charging way, way too little. Did you make that mistake, Todd? Or yep, that's one of the common sure. ones that people we, make. We all make the same mistakes. There's no... There's no secrets here, right? I mean, hmm. we all make the same mistakes, which are the two you said. You uh, you allow clients that aren't your ideal target client. For me, it was get out of debt clients as opposed to wealth building clients. Wealth building clients, clients who are focused on achieving financial freedom, those were my ideal target client. That's who I'm really here to serve. Yeah, I was accepting clients who were trying to get out of debt, but they're actually mere opposite clients, and that's a whole different conversation we could have sometime. But um, they're completely different client profiles. Uh, one is a really great business to work with. Um, the other one, not as much fun and a little more difficult of a sale. So yeah, I was accepting clients that weren't my ideal profile and I was charging too little. And so yeah, we all make the same mistakes. Okay. So tell us, Todd, what, what did you do to go from making those mistakes to creating that awesome business that you, you as you mentioned to us earlier? Well, I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot to it. So let's kind of break it down into components here. Um, so let's start with the the first kind of the framework or the understanding. So one of the problems with service business is your marketing time is uncompensated, right? Because you're paid for the services delivered. You're not paid for the marketing effort. And so when you factor in the total amount of time spent marketing and developing your marketing machine, your average hourly rate drops dramatically, Because your paid hours is only a tiny fraction of your total hours of work time. And so that was one problem I wanted to overcome. And the way I wanted to overcome that is I wanted to build a marketing system. Something that would work 24-7 for me. And it would do most of the client filtering as well as onboarding. So that the amount of time required by me to bring a client into the paid point of the stream was minimal. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a high percentage client conversion by the time I dealt with people. I didn't want... A lot of looky loos and tire kickers, right? Mm. And so that was one of my goals when I set out. And I, I asked myself a question. You know, first of all, there's several ways that you can do this, right? I mean, look at the traditional ways that most people are taught to market. They're taught what I'll call push marketing or interruption marketing, right? Where, you know, you can do paid advertising and you can go to networking events, you know, talk with three people a day, smile and dial, right? These are all things that you're taught in how to market your service business. Um, But push marketing has several problems. It's not fun. You know, it's constant hard work that chews up your time, which lowers your total hourly rate. It doesn't have equity in it, right? Yeah. And so there's just a lot of problems. And I asked myself a question. I said, in my field, it was financial coaching, right? And so I said, huh, why am I having these challenges? If Robert Kiyosaki... 
and this is back in the days when Robert Kiyosaki was a best-selling author, right? Because it was many years ago. Or Dave Ramsey put, hung out their hat as a financial coach. They would have clients lined up around the block offering to pay way more than I was charging. And the reality was they weren't better coaches than me. But the difference was they had a bigger platform. They had a more professional uh, platform that established their expertise, their authority in the field. And so I realized that my problem was a platform. It wasn't my services. It wasn't anything. I had to have a platform. Yeah, definitely. I'm assuming this is where financialmentor.com came in. Or did you already have that website up and running? Yeah, but it wasn't at that level. In other words, I had to make it so good that it converted clients, right? It was just I had made all the mistakes everybody else makes, which is I had a brochureware site. Yeah. It talked about Todd and his financial coaching, and it's all the things that nobody cares about, right? And so I had to build a site that brought in the ideal target client, and I had to, and I had to build a conversion process into that site. And so there's several principles involved in that, right? And these are well known. There's no secrets here, but it's the implementation that really makes the difference, Right. And so the first one, the first formula that you have to understand is traffic times conversion equals profit, right? You've heard that one before, right, John? Yeah, definitely. Right. So well known, no secret, but that's the truth. That's the way it works, right? You have to get a certain amount of targeted traffic, a certain percentage of those people will convert, and that results in your profit. So it's traffic times conversion equals profit. The other one is that people will buy from people they know, like, and trust, right? So you have to establish authority in your niche. And you have to ask yourself, how do I position myself on my platform as the obvious expert, the person that's likable and trustworthy, that go-to person, right? And so I said there's three. Those are the first two. So what's the one that's missing? Does it come to mind immediately? Is it having the right products in your funnel? Well, that that's also a good one. But that's not where I'm going. Okay. Where I'm going, and this is a mistake that most people make. This is the one that blindsided uh, me for quite a while. The thing that's missing is that it has to be client-focused, not about you. So most people, when they do a service business, they talk about their services. They talk about all the things they can do. They talk about themselves and their experience. And frankly, clients don't care. All they care is what's in it for them. And so you have to develop an entire marketing platform that delivers value to the client. That was the piece that was missing, and that was the piece that broke things open for me. I, you know, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. So some of the things that I do, for example, is this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I do talk about some of my achievements maybe here and there, but that's not the focus. The focus is to deliver great value to my audience. Is that is that what you're talking about, Todd? Or are you talking about something different? Yeah, I'm talking about that. You have to deliver great value to your audience. And there's one other piece. You have to know your client better than they know themselves. You have to deliver that wow factor where they get it and they go, oh my gosh, this guy knows exactly where I'm going. So for example, for me, it was knowing what happens to somebody at the point that they approach retirement. That was my target client, the wealth building client. And as they approach retirement, there's a process people go through that's almost never discussed, not common knowledge. And when you explain it to them, they recognize it and they go, oh my gosh, that's me. It's kind of a wow experience. And so you have to be able to talk to your target client like you're reading their mind, right? right? You have to be able to ask questions they didn't even realize they had, but when you ask them, they get it, right? You have to tell them what they're experiencing so they know that you know them. Mm-hmm. It has to be so client-focused. Are, are you seeing where I'm going? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And just for the benefit of myself and everyone listening, can you give us a, a specific example of one of these conversations that a client might be having in their head that you're able to sort of bring out into the open? Sure. Sure. So as a client approaches financial independence, as they get close, one of the things that's not commonly talked about is suddenly their work becomes unsatisfying. A career that they might have spent 20, 30 years building, and they're at their pinnacle of their career. They've got their pinnacle of their earning capacity. Everything was going fine. And then as they approach financial independence where they have almost enough money to be financially independent – their career becomes dissatisfying. They get unhappy with their life. A life that was perfectly good before suddenly no longer works for them and they can't figure out why. Mm. And the reason why is because they were tolerating everything in their career because they had to have the money. When they no longer have to have the money, all that goes with that career suddenly becomes intolerable. Right. Right. right? Yeah, that's, that's a and great so you example. recognize it immediately. Yeah. Did, did, did you hear it in your voice? Like you could hear the truth of that, couldn't you? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what happens with people. They go, oh my gosh, that guy totally knows what I'm going through. He is my solution, right? Because they're having problems. They've got a career they're invested 30 years in or 20 years in. It's a huge, important problem to them. Nobody understands it. Everybody they talk to thinks they're crazy, right? Because they're at the pinnacle of the career. They're successful. Life is going good. Why are they so unhappy? Nobody gets it. They don't get it. And then suddenly they hear me and they go, oh, my God, this guy gets it. Not only does he get it, but he has a solution. All right, Todd. Let me, let me, let, sorry, let me just stop you for a second. So this is really interesting to me because you didn't have a typical you – know, you're, you're not the typical person. Like the client that you're helping, you didn't have that life yourself. Yours is, yours is very different. So the question I want to ask you, Todd, is if as – especially like for entrepreneurs like myself, that maybe the, the clients that I want to attract, I'm, I may be very different to them. How do I get to know what's going on in their head? How did you learn all that? Well, first of all, I did live through it. Well, I did live through it first. I mean, I became financially independent. I went through that whole process as part of my story that I share. But then I've also coached many clients to financial independence. So through becoming a genuine expert, you learn these things through working with clients solving their problems you start to see where the problems are you start to find the solutions and then you can talk about them right so but that's part of where the next that's next part of this equation is you have to become really clear on the big result you provide the problem you solve for the client people pay for solutions see that's the thing that really breaks the service business open when you know what is the solution you deliver to your client and what the value equation is for that solution See, for me, think about it. I've got a client, a prospective client out there who's at the pinnacle of his career. He's invested 20, 30 years of his life. He's at peak earning capacity. He's near financial independence but doesn't, isn't sure if he has enough. And here's a guy that can help him walk through all those questions. He's got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on the line here. What's the value equation? $450 an hour is nothing. Mm. His risk is way bigger than that. Do, do you see? It's like when you become crystal clear on the problem you solve for that client, then you can figure it out to a value equation that you can deliver that makes good business sense to that client to hire you for. Yeah. What are you getting from that? The reason why, Todd, I started the service business that I'm offering, which is consulting businesses, helping them to, with their online presence, 
helping them to have a website that converts better, set up an email marketing campaign, helping them with their social media and all that. The reason why I started it was because I saw a need in the market. I saw business owners out there that there's not many choices really. If you go to a digital marketing agency, stories I'm hearing horror stories. What is the big problem? So here here goes though, John. What is the big problem you solve? The problem that I solve is that I become someone that offers them a way to reach their target audience effectively, cost effectively, and resource effectively. Meaning, what did you get when you said that? What did you notice when you said that? I don't know. Sorry, I'm a bit. I'm a bit. Yeah, so you got me. You got me a bit off guard there. But I, I, correct, I, correct. And I'm not. I'm not trying to embarrass you. You're my host, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's but okay. That's okay. The difference between how I could talk about the value equation and you talked about the value equation. That's the difference between conversion and not conversion. Yeah. Right. And so you want to get crystal clear. And and so we're just demonstrating live for everybody listening. We're demonstrating live how you do this, right? You have to get so clear on the value you provide and how you provide it that you can say it succinctly. It's a different version of the elevator speech. It's all done in in the context of what delivers value to the client, how you're solving that problem for the client. And when you get that down, that's when the clients will beat down your door and they will pay you good money for it because you have a solution to their most important problems. Yeah, and I think where I struggle, Todd, is that with the skills that I have and the opportunities to provide services, there's too many things I could be doing for clients. Yeah, but you have to get clear on the ones they'll pay for. It's not all the things you can do. It's the burning problems that are driving them nuts, that keep them up at night, that haunt them. That's what they will pay for. That's what they'll beat down your door to pay you for. And the beauty of the internet now is the market is so wide, it's worldwide, that you can have that niche business. You don't have to go wide with a million solutions. You just have have to have a few key solutions that deliver extraordinary value for a specific target market. Thank you so much. That's exactly what I was going to say. My problem, and and I'm so grateful that we're having this. It's sort. Of, it's more for me, uh, maybe than than everyone listening. But ah, uh, no, the, no, no. This is everybody does this, John. Everybody. Yeah. I went through it too. The the difference is, I stumbled through it for years, not in a half hour conversation. Mm. I fumbled through all this and figured it out the hard way over a period of years. You're getting it all in a half hour conversation, and so is everybody listening. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, Todd. And, and what you're saying there is so true. So what I need to be doing, instead of trying to be every, like thinking, okay, I can help them with all this stuff, I need to find, okay, let's, what I am finding, and here's something interesting, what I am finding, Todd, as, as I'm approaching businesses is one of the areas that I sh- maybe should just focus on is social media content. Because I notice a lot of businesses, they want to be doing stuff with their social media, like their Facebook page, for example. But they don't know how to do it. They don't have time to do it. And it's something I could do and, and something that is of value to them. Right. Well, here, here's the funny thing, John, is we're working too hard. Just ask the client. They'll tell you. Yes. Just ask them what key, find your target market, whoever's in that target market, you ask them what keeps you up at night. What is the hugest problem I can help you solve? What is the problem that if you could wave a magic wand and it suddenly vanished tomorrow, what would it be? Yeah, that's a great point because the problem that I'm having, and I think a lot of other business people do this, is 
we'll look at a client and because of the expertise that we have in the area, we might think, okay, what they should be doing is this and this and this and this. And so we approach the client that way and they might appreciate that feedback. But if in their mind, they're thinking, look, this is where my biggest pain point is and I just want someone to help me with that, then that's where we should be focusing. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's all about the client. Remember I said, what's missing? What's the thing that's missing? I was going through traffic times conversion. I was going through people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And I said, what's the piece that's missing? I said, client focused. It's all about the client and their needs, their problems. Nobody gives a hoot how much you know. They only care if you can solve their problems and what it's going to cost them and does the benefit exceed the cost. It's a straight-up business transaction. Yeah, and for those that maybe don't know their clients really well, like you said just a moment ago, just ask the client. Just ask your target market. Yeah, don't work too hard. Don't try to figure it out. They'll tell you. It's it's easy. It's really easy when you go about it correctly. Thank you so much. I mean, the advice you've given just in this short time we have you today has been awesome. Is there anything else on this topic that you feel that we should know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's just that's just figuring it out, right? Now you got to market it, right. right? And so there's really two approaches. You've got the direct approach and the indirect approach, right? So let's use my coaching practice as an example of the direct approach, right? So you would do keyword research and you'd figure out what are the what I call money keywords. So then those are the keywords that people search for to find that exact solution you're looking for. So in my case, keywords would be financial coach, financial coaching, money coach, money coaching. Um, those are the big lion's share traffic keywords for people directly looking for my service, right? And there was also investment coaching, um, retirement coaching. There's a few others, but really the big ones were financial coach, financial coaching, money coach, money coaching. And so then you look at those and you find a grouping of keywords that have enough traffic that you could fill a practice using the 1% rule, okay? And the 1% rule says if you take the total search volume for the clicks and you figure 1% of those clicks click through and then 1% of those convert to clients. So it's 1% of 1%. And then you take the lifetime value of a client, right? The expected lifetime, the life cycle of a client and you look and you see Will that turnover of clients and the lifetime value at the 1% of 1% result in enough business to fill a practice? And so in my case, it was plenty, right? Because there was 25,000 monthly searches back when I did this analysis. And so 250 clicks equals two and a half clients a month. So that's 30 clients a year. And the average lifetime of a client exceeded one year for me. And so that's why I could overfill a practice. The numbers way more than worked. And in fact, this is exactly the way it worked. Like I'm not pulling this stuff pie out of the sky. Right. What I did was I developed, if you actually go search money coach, money coaching, financial coach, financial coaching, you'll see financialmentor.com somewhere on the first page, usually up near the top half, depending on where you're searching from, et cetera. And so the thing about coaching is that it's a trust relationship. And so this goes to another piece. You have to know the client buying process. And so for a financial coaching relationship, it's not like a retirement calculator or something where people will take just the top search result. For financial coaching, they'll usually search the, the and follow up on the top page or two of results. And then they'll find the most interesting sites based on analyzing the site and all the content, listening to the, to the coach's podcast, whatever. 
They'll go through a lot of the content and they'll decide who they want to contact for a strategy session. So I knew that I only had to be somewhere on page one. And so I had to develop a content marketing strategy that eventually ranked for the top of page one for the relevant money keywords and then a conversion process and fill the practice. And that's exactly what I did and it worked. And so that's the direct approach. And the strategy you used to get them to contact you was a free strategy session. Yeah, yeah. So I had a lot of coaching related content as well as uh, content around how to build wealth, all the the targeted content for my uh, target market. And then in there, it constantly asked, you know, and talked about coaching, referred to coaching, coaching clients, coaching client success stories, et cetera, which naturally funneled traffic over the coaching page, which then converted into strategy sessions for anybody that's interested. Plus, the, all the coaching information was accessible from the top menu. So pretty much anybody that found an interest in coaching based on the content could find their way into a strategy session. And then because this, and then I built a whole conversion funnel in the strategy session where they had to uh, take a self-test that determined if they were the ideal client for coaching. And the ideal client for coaching was defined as a coaching, they would put more money in their pocket than it costs them. Because the nature of coaching is that it's not really a sales process because the value proposition is determined in advance by the client's life situation. And so what it did was they go through a self-test where it analyzed their life situation and based on the result, it would tell them if coaching made good business sense for them or not. So by the time they contacted me, they were pre-sold. They were pre-qualified and pre-sold. Very nice. You mentioned that there was two types of approaches. That was the... Uh, what did you call that one, the direct? I call that the direct approach. That's yeah. head-on targeted keywords that were money keywords that would relate to what your target market would search for if they're looking for your solution, right? And so that's based – you have to do keyword research to figure that out for your particular business niche, your service. Um, the indirect approach is different where you, what you do is you give away the how-tos and then you sell the tools, Right. So, for example, most of us know CopyBlogger, right? You're familiar with CopyBlogger.com? Yes. Right. So what they do is they give away their best content on content marketing and all the different aspects of content marketing. And they originally, they had no monetization plan, right? They were just listening to their audience needs, just like you and I talked about. Go ask your audience, right? They'll tell you what they need. And so they did, and they ended up building an entire software, a SaaS business, providing software solutions for the content marketing audience. And that became their conversion funnel, but content marketing was the front end. So what they did was they gave away all the information on how to do it, and then they sold the picks and shovels. They sold the tools. That would be the indirect approach. You know, the same way with Smart Passive Income. You're probably familiar with Pat Flynn. Yes. Smart Passive Income. Yes, I am. Yeah. So what Pat does, he gives away his best content again, right? He focuses on all the benefits and solutions for internet marketers. That's what he that's what he writes about. And then he provides affiliate sales for the picks and shovels that people need. And so those are the indirect approaches. Those are examples of indirect approaches. And the key difference is an indirect approach, it has no direct call to action. And so that's way more effective than the direct approach because you're never overselling the client. Instead, the prospect's guard isn't up because you're just giving value. You're giving value. You're giving value. You're genuinely helping your target market. And it's fun, right? It's fun to help people. And then eventually they convert because they have that need and you're providing the solution that that target market needs. You build the relationship. Eventually they trust you, they like you, and they convert. You use both as well, don't you? So you definitely use a direct, but you also use the indirect as well, Todd? 
Yeah, yeah. So I have calculators up on the site. I have one of the largest collections of financial calculators on the internet. All those are given away for free. Clients can use them. I give away video education. I give away audio education in my podcast. So I give away all this stuff. And then I have courses and I have books and I had the coaching. But as I said, when we started, it sold out. And so I'm converting it more to a course-based business so I can serve more people at a better price point. Excellent, really excellent advice. Is there anything we haven't covered yet about a client-based business? Yeah, there's one more thing, and that is you have to think about funnels, right? Because you can't – most clients aren't going to go from free content search on the internet straight to let me pay you $450 an hour. Um, it's just too big of a leap, right? Yeah. And so you have to build a stronger relationship with the person. So that happens through a funnel, right? So the, the first step in the funnel is the free content. That's the attraction strategy, right? We talked about con- it's traffic times conversion equals profit. So you have to attract the traffic in to begin with by providing something of value, right? And then you want a impulse step in the funnel. So for example, for me, it's books, calculators, things like that. It's either low-priced or free that has a good value proposition and clearly shows your expertise repositions you at a higher level. Okay, so that's that's the second step in the funnel. Then you can have webinars, other things that are high relationship, high education, and then that takes you to, in my case, I had the free strategy session, right? So I pre-qualified that with the article as I was explaining, right? There was a self-test, you know, and then, oh, I also made the prospect explain to me they had to fill out an application and they explained to me what exactly they were looking for in the coaching relationship what were their goals and why did they think it fit the ideal client right so in order to fill that out they had to read the essay and i could always tell if somebody hadn't or you know had read the article or the self-test or not and so they had to do several things beforehand that was the next step in the funnel and at that point they're completely qualified it eliminates the looky lose it eliminates the time wasters and you only get serious clients who are basically pre-sold. And then all you have to do to close them, it's great at that point because you get on the – with the close them, they're expecting a sales call, right? Because yes. that's what everybody expects when they call you. They expect you to sell them, and then you don't. Instead, what you do is you just give them great value. You totally help them on the call. You give as much value as you can. You serve them, and you show them where you would go if they decided to work with you. You show them all the things you do, the value you deliver, if they decide to work with you. And at that point, the decision is pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah, awesome. And just for you specifically, when so on that first call, you've talked to them, you offered them great value, and you said, look, if, if you want to work together, would you direct them to a specific page on your site where they can fill in a client agreement and payment form? Is that how you'd work it, Todd? Yeah, well, there wouldn't be a payment up front. They would have to go through and apply and then I would have to do a strategy session with them to basically interview and make sure they were the right target client. And so at that point, then we would set up the appointments and then the payment would begin. And so they wouldn't pay up front because that would become a a barrier to the process. It would, it would slow the process down. You only want to pay once the client's made the decision and is committed. Webinars you mentioned earlier, like I love using webinars did you use webinars yourself if you did were they live automated ones okay i did not use webinars in selling coaching i will be using webinars in selling my courses and they will initially they'll be live until i figure out exactly how to get the conversion rates where i want them 
And then from that, I'll, I'll record each one. And when I finally get one that's a winner, then I will uh, make that the evergreen webinar. Yeah. So I'll just keep testing them and keep working them and keep providing them until such point that I have a, a highly converting webinar. But I didn't do it for coaching back then. Uh, they it, Platforms really weren't built out. I mean, I've been sold out for years, you know, but I will be using them for courses. It, I think it's a valuable part of the funnel now. Yeah, they are excellent. And definitely the, there's webinar platforms out there that fantastic, like you said, that weren't, weren't around until only a few years ago. Again, thanks so much, Todd, for everything you shared with us today. I got so much out of it. I don't know if you had any final thoughts, did you, Todd, before we close today? Yeah, just in wrapping up, I mean, the main thing is to realize you want to develop a marketing process that intercepts the client right in his buying process. You know, it's like, why do the Girl Scout cookies sell cookies in front of a store? Because people are going in to buy food. They're selling food. You want to intercept the client right where the buying process is. You want to sell You want to sell ice in a desert, right? You want to sell burgers where people are hungry and starving. Um, you want to find that hungry market and intercept them right in their buying process. Um, and then once you figure out how to do that, then you want to be everywhere. You want to do outreach marketing on all the various platforms, whether it's audio, video, content marketing through articles, you know, try to get out everywhere with that message that hits that target client in whatever way they're consuming information. Um, and over time you'll do great. It's, it's not a uh, get rich quick thing. It's not instant success, but you're building an equity asset that becomes a marketing machine that constantly feeds your practice. Once you built it, it's powerful, but it takes a while to get it right. Yeah. Again, thank you so much, Todd, uh, for being with us today. So Todd, Todd Dressada, financialmentor.com, where you can find out more about Todd and what Todd's doing. Thank you so much, Todd. And I want to thank everyone for being with us today on this podcast also. Yeah. And if people want to test out the the funnel and look through it, I have a coaching section. You can link to it from the, the show notes. There's a section uh, just for financial coaching on the website. And they can go through and look at the content that was there that drove it to rank well, how it's structured, and how the funnel works to drive people to request a strategy session. The strategy session form is there. The qualifying letters there. Everything we talked about is there. Wow, um, that's so awesome. people can see it live and see how it worked. So, And exactly where was that again on the website, Todd? Financialmentor.com forward slash financial dash coaching. But again – you know, just link to it in the show notes and people will be able to find it. And then you can find the various pages in there. If you want to link to them in the show notes, that's great. Or people can hunt and peck around. It's whatever works for you. That's great of you offering that. Thank you so much, Todd. You're welcome. Thank you, Todd. And, and thanks to everyone for being here on with us today. All right. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. As a way of saying thank you for being a loyal listener, I've got a very special gift for you. You can get immediate access to my online business coaching program for free. These step-by-step videos will show you how to set up your website, create an automated sales funnel, and also how to drive targeted traffic to your business for literally pennies per click. It's ready for you to access right now. Simply head on over to johnslikes.com forward slash podcast. This is John Lagodaka signing off. I'll see you all next time.